0: Welcome to the North Hills Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into unique content created just for you. My name is Tim Wadsworth. Um, I'm the director of student ministry here at North Hills Church. Uh, alongside me is Carissa Vows. Hey, everybody. The real estate guru <laughs> here at North Hills. And we have a special guest in-house today that we are so excited to introduce uh, to you and to hear a little bit more from. We've got the vice president of development at Miracle Hill. We've got Jacob Edmiston in the house. Yeah, man. Good job on that last name. Yeah, Edmiston. <laughs> I literally have practiced it at least 20 times. Please. Nailed it. Before we went live. That makes me feel really good. Gold hey, star for two. Carissa, get us started. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to cover in just a little bit of time, and I would love for us to get to know our special guest just a little bit more. So, take that away.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited to have you here. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Are you from the area? Mm. Um, married, kids? Those kind of details. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I, I am from the area. Uh, we had a conversation before we sat down. I uh, I was raised in Greenville, but but uh, kind of spent my teenage years in Clinton, uh, as it were. No tea. Uh, yeah, Clinton, <laughs> South Carolina. So, <laughs> yeah. my wife and I live back here in uh, in the Upstate now, and um, we have four little boys under the wow. age of wow. six. Wow.
1: Whoa. That's got to be a loud yeah. household.
2: Yeah, You're a, crazy. I know we are. We are, and one of them uh, is our foster son that that we adopted through Miracle Hill. So, so does that mean awesome. vice president of development? Does that have anything to do with fostering? So specifically, my job is is really in the donor relations, church relations, marketing, uh, but uh, but we're we're heavily involved in in fostering as well. So um, I don't work in children's ministry at Miracle Hill, but I've got lots of experience in it.
1: How wow. long have you and your wife been fostering?
2: So we we are now technically adopted parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started fostering in uh, in March of 2017. Wow! And uh, it's funny, my siblings, my brothers and sisters. I actually have a sister named Carissa, which is uh, fascinating. Cool. It's a great but name. My it is a great name. My brothers and sisters actually uh, fostered and adopted my my adopted sons. Brothers and sisters, wow! So yeah, it's it's a really cool hmm. story, but uh, and we've you know we joke we've messed them up pretty good because they're like cousins now. Right. But um, but we, it's really just cool. been a
0: God thing, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit. Like, how did you get involved with Miracle Hill? How did like did you know anything about them before coming on staff? What's kind of your history with this incredible ministry that we love as a church?
2: So so growing up here in the Upstate, I don't remember hearing a whole lot about Miracle Hill. Just being from the area, mm-hmm. um, but. As I became an adult, you know, I I remember hearing about Miracle Hill, wanting to know more about what they do. Uh, I was a youth pastor. I I went up to seminary uh, for a little while and did the youth pastor thing for a while. And and then um, I actually was hired on at Miracle Hill in their thrift store. So they run eight thrift stores. uh, And those thrift stores actually fund... the the eight different shelters basically so the one on way hampton boulevard would be one of those it is yeah one of eight Hmm. i did not know that yeah and they fund those eight shelters and they fund the foster care program as well so yeah yeah big big stuff
0: going on Hmm. so i make sure go there instead of goodwill you said it you said it (laughs) yeah love it hey tell us one thing like what do you absolutely love about your job like what's kind of that bread and butter thing that you want people to know You know, one of the things that I love about Miracle Hill, we we
2: have um, over 3,500 people that will stay with us in our shelters during the course of a year. And, um, you know, really and truly, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Miracle Hill, in a lot of ways, is a hospital, you know. Uh, People are coming in spiritually broken, spiritually hopeless. And from the moment they step into a rescue mission door or for the moment that they step into, uh, say, like the the door of renewal, you know, renewal is really Partnered with with North Hills. You guys are the host church for those ladies in renewal. Love uh, it. When they first step in the door, uh, they they need. They need attention from the mm. great physician. You know they're they're mm. broken. They're they're in darkness. They've been wandering in the wilderness, and um, and for us just to be able to start to, the triage process when they come in the front door is is incredible. Just to and and to sh- to just shine the light of Jesus. You know John one when it talks about the light shines in the darkness, the darkness cannot overcome it. Yeah. Mm. Um, there are people every day coming to Jesus Christ as a result of what's going on at Miracle Hill, and that that pumps me up.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. can you tell us a little bit about how Miracle Hill got started, and maybe uh, you've mentioned already like um, foster care, thrift stores, but just kind of a, a big umbrella overview of the different types of ministries that they have.
2: Yeah, so so we got started in 1937, mm-hmm. and and wow. uh, yeah, so what, hmm. 80, 80 plus years yeah. now, um, and it started downtown Greenville as as the soup kitchen, and then it evolved, hmm. and so now it's eight different shelters. Uh, we run the Greenville Rescue Mission, Spartanburg Rescue Mission, Cherokee Rescue Mission, and then Shepherd's Gate, which is a women's and children's mm-hmm. facility, Right here near Bob Jones. And then we also run the children's home up in Pickens and the boys shelter that's located on Wade Hampton Boulevard right up the road from us right now. Um, wow. So total, we've got eight shelters there. And, uh, and then the Whoa. two addiction recovery programs, one for men, one for women. Hmm.
0: The one for men houses 80 men right now. There are 80 wow. men in recovery. Wow. It's uh, an incredible program. Real quick, explain the difference between renewal and what that ministry is all about and then like the shepherd's gate.
2: Yeah, yeah. So shepherd's gate is uh, is what we would refer to in the rescue mission world as an emergency shelter. So cool. there are ladies that are coming in there with their children, and it's not necessarily a battered and abused shelter mm-hmm. for women, but these are ladies that are homeless. Um, it, their children can stay with them. Girls can stay with them up to any age. If a little boy is over the age of eight, then we'll have to place them at the boy's shelter or something until mm-hmm. we can reunite them. Um, but it, it houses 54 women and children and that's mm-hmm. not an addiction recovery facility now there are ladies that come into shepherd's gate who need to go through recovery program Gotcha. and so it, a lot of them will start there and then they'll make their way over to renewal where they'll spend about six to seven months in that 12-step christ-centered recovery program
0: yeah. wow gotcha
1: yeah. and then you mentioned already that there's like thrift stores that help fund that obviously local churches may play a big role in that mm-hmm. and i know i feel like at least i remember at one point in time there used to be like a Almost like a discount grocery store—is that still a thing?
2: We we have a food warehouse, yeah, food warehouse. So, and folks can come in; they can receive some counseling, some prayer, mm-hmm. and they can receive uh, boxes of food. That's located on Keith Drive in Greenville, near really the little cool. downtown Greenville Airport. Um, so, it, it, lots it, of moving parts. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that is a
0: ministry to the general public as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's amazing because I didn't even know that existed.
1: Yeah. Wow!
2: Bam.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot going on. Okay, so another question I have is: we kind of unpacked what it is you do, and all the many facets that is uh, Miracle Hill. How many children go through the Miracle Hill fostering each year? Like, what do you see come in, and and, and what what does that kind of look like on a year to year basis? Yeah. So so let me just let me start with this. One Miracle Hill is the largest provider
2: of of uh, private. Um, foster care services in the state of South Carolina. So currently about 15% of foster families in South Carolina are licensed through Miracle Hill. Um, Obviously you can be licensed directly through DSS or you can be licensed through a private agency like this. Um, But we will have uh, just this past fiscal year, we have 434 children that were helped just in the, just in the the foster care program. And if you add in the, the children's home and boys shelter, that's an additional 169 uh, wow. Teens, really? Those are teenagers at the shelters, um, and so uh, so you're talking over 600 kids and teens that hmm. were that were fostered or housed in a Miracle Hill shelter this year. That's mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is it's sad too.
0: It but, is. But uh, we praise God yeah. for the outlet that Miracle Hill gets to be this extension of the local church. You know? Wow. I mean, like I hear that number, and I just kind of want to just press pause on that and let that sink in very mm-hmm. much to what you said about how it's sad but then on the on the other and just what an incredible opportunity that each one of those oh. numbers has a story, has yeah. a name it's so easy to hear a stat and hear a number and then just keep moving on without kind of letting it soak in right Um, I I would love for you just to take a minute and just talk about like what's been your biggest win so far like looking back on 2019 when you look at what you do as vice president of development your hands are not only living personally in fostering but as a minister as someone who loves Jesus and you're doing it day in and day out like what's something you just want someone to hear that's just been a win and Jesus received a ton of glory and Kind of the background on that great story. Yeah, um,
2: so in development, you know, the 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 work that I get to do personally, uh, we we call it sowing seeds of of biblical truth. So you know, we all have this call in our lives to steward our time, resources, talent well. It doesn't belong to us; it belongs to the King. And so, uh, there's this tension that we walk in when we need funds. You know, essentially, manna from heaven. The Lord Mm -hmm. either. He has mm-hmm. to provide for it for it to for it yeah. to happen. Um, we walk this line, going, "All right, Lord, uh, will you provide? We trust you. We lean into you." And when you're talking an organization that is housing three thousand plus people a year, we distributed yeah, over four hundred thousand meals last year. Wow. Um, wow. And I say, "We, we, we." It's not "we, we, we." It's the King, King, King. You know. Yeah. Um, but but when you uh, when you when you have an organization like that, uh, obviously, I mean, finances are. They're always a a thing at play. And so just to watch how God has provided uh, just through the end of this last year, through December, we're we're just, we're counting our blessings because folks are are recognizing, hey, this is This is an extension of the church, like we said, Mm -hmm. and, and we're going to, we want this to exist. And so we, we really had some strong giving in December. Um, the other thing I would say is, is just reuniting children with families. Um, you know, we had 171 of those children that came into the foster care program that uh, were reunited this past year with their families, which Mm -hmm. is, that's our, that's our goal. You know, we don't want to see children taken from their biological families. Hmm. We
0: want to see them in healthy Christ centered homes. Wow, That's incredible. Yeah. Like that, then again, is another stat, like another right. number that we hear that kind of hits me in the face. I would but love just to be like a fly on the wall yeah. and watch that reuniting. Yeah. I
1: mean, cause that's not just like 171 children touched. That's 171 families Oof. that have been impacted through this ministry with gospel intention and, and gospel centered love that is bound to change their lives one that, way or another. Yeah. yeah. The ripple so, effect. Right.
0: Is huge. Yep.
1: So, can you tell us a little bit more specifically about fostering and um, the different types of opportunities that are available for anybody or? people to get involved.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so foster care is, is unique work. You know, um, mm-hmm. it is, it is not for the faint of heart. You know, I, I, it's funny, my wife and I, I said, I have four little boys under the age of six. I first brought up foster care to her when our four-year-old was, was a newborn. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny. You're a brave man. I am <laughs> <It's> a very <laughs> brave man. <laughs> Great <timing>. And, um, <laughs> it's funny because I, I, I pitched it to her. It's hard to, like, you cannot be around this type of work and not be compelled by the Lord to intervene, you know? And so I brought it up to her and she said, are you nuts? We have a newborn (laughs) child. And I, I said, okay, you know, I'm, you know, obviously we can't enter into this if you're not in agreement. And so, uh, I just prayed about it. And it's funny, you know, when we were, we were down at my mother's house in Clinton one day and, um, and my, Some of my siblings were sitting in the living room and and I was in my mother's kitchen and drinking a drink. And I heard somebody talking about this group of children in foster care or actually they were at a children's home at the time and they couldn't place them in foster care altogether. The sibling group was too large. And so I could I could tell kind of what was happening out there in the in the den. And then my wife of all people says, you know what, we should just take them all. And I was like, whoa, I mean, I spit my (laughs) drink out. I was like, it was just the Holy Spirit. (laughs) <laughs> that had comp, and then I, I looked around the corner and I'm, I mean, she's like, oh, What did I say? You know, and the next thing you know, it was just we were in it. But foster care is not for the faint of hearts. So let me just start with cool. that. And in fact, the foster families, and there are a number of foster families, Miracle Hill foster families that attend here at North Hills or yeah. part of this body. Yep. Um, love them well. And, and I don't mean that you need to bring them a meal and you need to, you know, sometimes that's overwhelming when you know that you've got
0: eight people bringing
2: a meal train to your house. You and don't they, necessarily want do to stay for two hours.
0: <laughs> right. You're like, give me the food and keep moving on. <laughs> he said in the name it. of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but,
2: but it, it may just be that they need a date night. You know, mom mm-hmm. and dad need a date night. And, and the, but, but let me tell you just to answer your question, uh, the types of foster care, um, that are available. One is is uh, you know regular level one foster care, which is what we do. So someone goes, hey, I wanna I wanna sign up. I wanna be a foster parent. They can they can find out more about it by going through Miracle Hills foster care orientation to see if it's something that they're interested in. Um, if they are uh, if they're not interested in committing to being a a foster parent long term, then they can do what we refer to as respite care, and it's like a it's like care for. Um, for a, a foster family who who needs to, maybe they're going out of the country or maybe, they're, oh. maybe they've maybe they got to go somewhere and and they can't take their foster yeah. child with them. So like
1: babysitting for foster families. Correct. And and cool. uh, nothing
2: huh. is easy with DSS. I'll say sure. that. So if you're even going to be a respite family, you still have to go through the licensing process, which mm-hmm. means that your house and everything has to be inspected. Sure. Yeah. So it's really one of those things when you say, Lord, I'm going to serve you in this way. You you have to count up the cost because there is cost involved. Um, yeah. They I remember they have gone through our house so many times times, fire marshals and inspections. And, you know, we have multiple people in our home and I watch
0: my wife just go, if one more person rings the doorbell. Um, wow. But it's... And uh, that's tough. I mean, that, for, yeah. a, for a female in her home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to let that many people come in and not judge it, but to critique it and have yes. it under a, you know, this this microscope that most people's homes don't have to be under.
2: Right, right. Whew. And and not only that, but they want you, you know, they they go through your finances and your uh-huh. criminal records and um, uh, hopefully you don't have any. (laughs) Um, but they they do background checks on you. And so it's very invasive. And so you're saying, Lord, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to, I'm going to,
1: Make myself vulnerable, vulnerable. for this,
2: <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's for respite care and for for general foster care. Now we talk about kinship care a lot too, and and that's a move that that a lot of folks are making where we're trying to get grandparents of someone or a aunt or an uncle. We they always want to place the child with a relative first, um, and so. Mm-hmm. But that's more a private thing. But the really the two outlets are you know general foster
0: care and then respite care. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. yeah, no, I love that. So here's what I want to end our time focusing on two things. Um, but before I do that, I just want to commend you. You said something in that time that really the Holy Spirit used to pierce my heart. You said the word compelled. You you felt compelled to foster out of the way you were serving, out of the way that you were living. It, it, it compelled the way you were living. And so I think that's just something incredible for us to take just fostering or not fostering, whatever it is you're doing, whatever you dive into and you, you honor God with your gifts and your talents, and you dive in, the way it's going to transform not only your walk with Jesus, but just your everyday life mm. is remarkable. Cool. And I'm thankful for you and others who have been obedient to that call just out of the way you were serving is pretty phenomenal. So thank Mm -hmm. you for that. So two remaining things real quick. I'll cover kind of the side of um, Harvest Offering. Uh, So if people don't know what Harvest Offering here uh, in North Hills is, Mm -hmm. um, we have an anniversary Sunday where we celebrate our birthday as a church and our elders get together and talk about um, ways that we want to ask our people to give and to give very generously and that can be either supporting certain ministries or it can be just certain needs we have like we need a new van We needed a new van so bad. And so that was one of the things. But I do know that our elders were all um, behind the Miracle Hill fostering. And so I want you to talk about how those harvest offering funds in 2019 was specifically Mm. used and put to work with you guys. Um, and, And we would just love to hear how God was able to work through our people's giving to your ministry.
2: Yeah, yeah. And just going back to what I answered earlier in response to one of your questions about, you know, how have I seen God move and provide? And, um, you know, when I said, you know, we had a strong, strong giving season, you know, in December, uh, part of that was, was, you know, the body of North Hills that they gave from this harvest offering um, for foster care salaries essentially mm-hmm. um and uh, and we can we can you know if, if you were to ask me hey you know what is this what's this the the, the challenges that you face um well it's it's funding that foster care program uh, you know one of the yeah. things that we have been faced with um even for the past really since 2017 is uh there was a move to um basically defund uh non that that um that, that basically didn't adhere to a certain belief system. Mm. And, and for for Miracle Hill, our belief is that, you know, God made a man in his image, that he created them both male and female, and that, mm-hmm. that uh, we we have a biblical view of, of uh, marriage, you know, that it's a, a, a man and a woman. And um, and some of those things aren't popular today, you nope. know, at least we don't hear about that nope. in the media. Uh, but we are going to stand on the truth of God's, of, of his word, and yeah. we cannot bend. And so um, our foster care program, uh, if we if we want Christian foster care to exist in the Upstate of South Carolina, it, like it does at Miracle Hill, um, then it's going to be something that's ultimately completely funded by the church. Uh, what we're what mm-hmm. we're faced with right now is inevitably, whoever becomes the president or whoever's in office is going to make the decision as to whether or not a religious organization, a Christian ministry can participate in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we have, we have, wow. we've received a waiver this year. Uh, praise God. Um, the, the current administration granted a waiver, actually granted a waiver for the entire United States. Um, oh, and so that's a huge wow. deal. And that went under the radar and all this other stuff you're hearing in the news. Of course. Um, but we praise God because, we know a day is coming where the church will have to fund foster care. And that's what North Hills has already begun to do. Um, and again, mm-hmm. you have, you have, you ha- I know some of the ladies that, that work at Miracle Hill that attend here. Um, one of our longest time care coordinators at Miracle Hill is uh, is a member here at uh, North Hills. And so cool. in many ways, the church yeah. is sending her as a missionary by funding her to do what she's doing. It's fascinating I really, really when you think of it that. like that.
1: Yeah. I love thinking of it. Like you said, like as a mission field, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so you've already mentioned a couple different things about how um, people spe- like specifically in our church, but even in general can get involved um, with foster care, whether that's with respite care or um, I think you said level one yeah yeah. just regular foster care yeah Mm -hmm. and so then what are some other ways obviously giving um we're going to touch on praying in a second um i know i've heard or i've even seen in the last week like on our facebook page somebody mentioned that they had a a crib they were going to give away and somebody suggested donating it to miracle hills foster care um specifically so what are different things that maybe we can't keep kids in our house but how else can we get involved
2: yeah. So so yes. Donate financially, um, and that that one always you know it rolls off the tongue, and and people are like you you. <laughs> It, it is what it is what right. it is I mean the the hmm. Lord's the, the Lord provides for his ministry and he can use you to do that um, but to volunteering so we have a, a number of ladies at renewal the new renewal mm-hmm. program again this is the host church for renewal yeah. um, so all those ladies come here at some point while they're in that program mentors we need mentors for those ladies uh, as far as fostering um, you know give give gifts or give give pillows give blankets you know you think when a child's coming into foster care a lot of times you know you mm-hmm. you hear about this stereotype of a kid coming in with the uh, trash bag of stuff and that's that's real. Mm. Um, wow. And so if there are things like that you would like to donate to the foster care program, marvelous. Um, but uh, but but there are all kind of ways that you can volunteer. If you go to miraclehill.org slash volunteer, you can find all kind of needs. You can shop a catalog and go, you know what, I'm going to go and, and do coffee time with the guys mm. at the Greenville Rescue Mission or I'm going to go love on these ladies.
0: No, I love that. And yeah. I think if you're a North Hiller listening to this specifically, one of the ways we want to direct you in the uh, you know, on the web would mm. be to the specific North Hills website mm. um, and click on the local opportunities, um, and it's under the missions tab where they can you know contact Nathan Arms, who we know is our director of mobilization, um, on how to get connected. But if you're listening to this and you're not specifically a North Hiller, then that route yeah. mm-hmm. is definitely the way to go. I would love for you to touch too on on you said mentors, yes, the renewal ladies like. When I hear people say that, I always think I'm not worthy. Like, I think, man, in order to mentor, I've got to be level 10 <laughs> follower of Jesus. That's right. Like, that's like, right. Who, who, no. are you, who are you looking for to say, hey, you know what? I'm a broken person, but I would love to mentor and pour into Renewal oh. Ladies. Like, who, who are you looking for in that demographic?
2: Yeah. Uh, so with the team that I'm on this morning during our morning devotion, I said to them, you know, when I was talking about this whole hospital idea and people needing triage when they come in we need people who have experienced a spiritual heart transplant to tell people where they can go for a heart transplant. You know what I mean? Um, They, we need folks who love Jesus and they, they don't have to be a saint who's been walking with the Lord for 60 years. It may be that you are a new believer, but you're on fire for the Lord. I will say again, it's not for the faint of heart. This person it's a discipleship opportunity. Yep. And so if, mm. if you're, if you're not committed to that, then I, I wouldn't look into it. But if you feel the Lord pricking your heart saying, how can I love someone and be intentional about relationship with them? That's a great way to do it. Mm. And again, if for a, for a lady to, to enter our transition program out of renewal, um, and go to a church, attend a church for it, to, for her to call it her home church while she's in transition. Yeah. Um, she has to have a, a mentor from that church. Mm. So Whoa. we need mentors from, from, uh, you know, North Hills. Mm.
0: That's awesome, for sure. And I,
1: I also want to go back to what you mentioned a second ago about that idea of like the, the list that you said of basically like supplies. I've even seen trending on Facebook lately the idea that if you have old luggage and backpacks to donate those to I you that too. shelters. I saw Yeah, because yeah. the whole like trash bag thing that you were mentioning, making mm. sure that kids um, have actually, anyways. Um, no, so, no, you're right. Like if yeah. they have
0: to go from place to place, right. you know, the trash giving bag them thing luggage can and, feel demoralizing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a little dignity and instead of throwing away your suitcase... Give it to Miracle Hill. Well, and yeah. I just
1: think it'd be really cool to see shepherding groups, or I'm sorry, life groups. Um, oh, ac- that's old school. <laughs> across <laughs> across North Hills, uh, like adopt those lists. Like, yes. how cool would that be for a life group to say, yeah. "All right, we're gonna like make it our goal for 2020 that we want to be able to." Pay for six cribs, or four, yeah. um, you know, whatever high chairs or car seats, because good grief, those things are expensive. Yes, uh, or, yeah. <laughs> whatever those those needs might be, or just give to it to make him. That's yeah. like
2: four yeah. kids. Yeah,
0: I need twenty
1: <laughs> <to make> it, <laughs> car seats.
2: <laughs> no, I know <laughs> what you grief. mean.
1: Right, because I mean, not everybody could foster in their home, but they could help get a car seat. That's or right. Or Team whatever effort. those. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. And car seats expire. That's important to, yeah. to note. Like they, uh, I didn't know that, and I tried selling one. You can't do that. Ooh. Yeah, and she was like, when did you buy it? And I was like 2012 and they, she didn't even message me back. Yeah, they, they're like, throw away. So yeah. to
1: wrap things up, how can we um, as a church body pray for you specifically and for North, uh, I'm sorry, for Miracle Hill of uh, foster care and even just Miracle Hill as a whole?
2: Yeah, pray for those children when they come mm. in. Um, you know, they're hurting, they're broken, they're mad. Uh, yeah. My little one, was just angry, mm. and uh, and they still they deal with all those issues, even adopted. You know, this feelings of abandonment, thing, all right. all, th- all things like that. Um, so that, but also pray for this this uh, kind of this political situation that we find ourselves in. I pray that that religious liberty um, is something that yes. we can maintain in this country. I mean, mm. um, and I, I believe the Lord's going to use all this stuff to to really ignite the ecclesia, the church. But yeah. um, but mm. we we do pray that we can continue to participate in the foster care uh, system. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I hope you know that we as a church, we're committed to you guys and for praying for you. We're so grateful for your time. We're Mm -hmm. grateful for how how you're using your gifts and talents and all of that to glorify the Lord and impact the upstate of South Carolina. So Jacob, thank you so much. Thank You You are welcome here anytime, my friend. All right. Uh, So as we wrap this up, a little ministry update for the next North Hills podcast. We are going to have the one and only Susan Toy in the house. Uh, So (laughs) the next episode is coming soon. We'll be learning more about the Mosaic ministry for single moms here at North Hills. Uh, It's going to be great to hear from Susan who started the ministry in 2002. I was awesome. a sophomore in high school. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Hey, uh, so, yeah. So so many great <laughs> things are, are happening in Mosaic over the last 18 years. So we just want to thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time.